catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Thursday morning. I'm Jack Prater, and this is The Point from WUFT News. College enrollment is at a historic low, with one million fewer students today enrolled than before the pandemic. North Central Florida State colleges and universities say they haven't been hit hard by enrollment lulls. But Florida college students are not absolved from the effects of COVID-19. I sat down with WUFT's Ashley Weinstein to talk about students who decided to leave their schools. Yeah, so this is a story that I actually worked on throughout most of the spring semester. And the idea came to me because I knew of a couple people that were either struggling through the pandemic in college, were considering dropping out, had to move home because their campuses shut down and continued to stay shut down even through this past school year. And I thought to myself, this could be a really cool story because even though, you know, people are getting vaccinated, a lot of, you know, mask mandates and social distancing practices are being dropped, it doesn't mean that mental health still hasn't had lasting effects, especially for college students. And I've just seen that a lot within the community being a college student myself. So I thought it'd be a really interesting story to write. And I found like so many great students who either dropped out, thought about dropping out, did drop out and come back, plan to go back in the future, no people that dropped out. I found so many great students across North Central Florida that were willing to speak to me and really be candid and raw with their experiences. And I think it's going to help a lot of other people who have experienced similar things feel a lot less alone, you know, with some of the sadder or more emotional things, taxing times that they've been through. So how did you go about finding these students? I found these people through DMing people on Instagram, classic. Uh, I would just, you know, go on different university Instagram accounts and DM so many random people like, hey, I'm Ashley Weinstein with WUFT. Would you be interested in talking to me? I knew a couple people. Well, I didn't know them initially, but through mutual friends throughout college or high school, like I'd be like, oh, I know this person goes to this school. I don't really know them, but I'm going to see if they would be interested in being in the story, especially people that I knew had dropped out. I was looking for more of the people who were very affected with their mental health through the pandemic and during college because I felt like that was kind of overlooked, especially in Florida. And it really was not hard at all to find those people. Like people were not only willing to talk about it, but they were like excited to have the opportunity to like highlight something so, you know, impactful to them and something that they experienced that, you know, a lot of other people were experiencing too, I think. Enrollment numbers were a big part of your story. What does this data tell us about students coming and going during the pandemic? Essentially, from all the administrators I talked to in North Central Florida, they provided data that, you know, University of North Florida, University of Central Florida, and University of Florida did not experience enrollment shortages during the pandemic. I think a lot of that has to do with Florida being one of the lowest costs universities, colleges in the country. I think a lot of that has to do with scholarships, Florida having less mandates than other states. What I found was interesting that even though universities were able to provide me with data 
that said they didn't experience enrollment decline. According to the National Student Clearinghouse, Florida was actually leading the nation's decline in college enrollment in spring 2019. I also thought it was interesting that in fall 2019, public four years obviously saw a lower decline than for-profit private schools, which really makes sense because for-profit private schools are at such a higher cost. Is there anything you wanted to add that we didn't touch on today? I would encourage like anyone to go like look at any of this data because it's out there and it's public. And as a college student, I think it's interesting. I also think it's like important for people to know that if they did have to drop out or are currently dropped out, that a lot of other students have experienced the same thing and that they're not alone. That was WUFT's Ashley Weinstein on her latest story about North Florida University students struggling during the pandemic. Now, let's get into some other top headlines. WFME reports Governor Ron DeSantis has vetoed legislation that opponents said was poised to wield a major blow to Florida's rooftop solar industry. The legislation involved net metering, a billing arrangement aimed at compensating rooftop solar customers for excess energy they send back to the grid. DeSantis says he vetoed the measure because of the potential cost for energy consumers, who already are experiencing inflation and increased prices for gas and groceries. Utilities had backed the legislation, arguing net metering means that non-solar customers pay more for electricity. The measure would have phased in new net metering rates beginning in 2024. Clean energy advocates say the measure would have reduced financial incentives for rooftop solar, discouraging new customers and decimating the industry in the Sunshine State. NPR reports a Florida sheriff who encouraged homeowners to shoot intruders in order to save the taxpayers' money is being lambasted by Florida defense attorneys, who are accusing him of offering wildly irresponsible advice that could cause needless loss of life and aggravated racial tensions. Florida's stand-your-ground law lets people use deadly force to prevent a forcible felony, including home invasion. But numerous studies have shown that implicit bias can cause unfounded racial animosity. The attorneys were aghast at how brazen Santa Rosa Sheriff Bob Johnson was in seeming to delight in potentially needless death. Defense lawyers say this rhetoric is especially dangerous when thinking about teenagers' behavior. A parent could shoot a child who snuck in late at night. At the first meeting of Disney World's private government, since Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signed into law a measure to dissolve it next year, officials were still confused about what the new legislation meant. The administration of the Reedy Creek Improvement District told its Board of Supervisors Wednesday that the expansion of a solar power program would likely be delayed because the developer was experiencing financial challenges related to the legislation. The dissolution measure was passed quickly in the Republican-controlled State House without public study of its impact. It was signed into law by DeSantis as punishment for Disney's opposition to a new law that critics call Don't Say Gay. Subscribe to The Point Newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Visit wuft.org for more information. I'm Jack Prater, and you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida. Have a great Thursday.